We've made a list. It's the do better list. We're 40 years old. If we don't do it now, when are we going to do it? Your eyes are kind of glazing over. No, I'm just, I'm processing it all. We have to exercise every day. I have turned your body into a boner machine. Everyone gives you a boner. Don't sell yourself short. Barb doesn't give me a boner. You are listening to Don't Be That Guy, Guide to Sequel and Remakes. This is episode 218. I'm Marquis Mike. What? What movie did we watch? We just talked about it. Uh, this is 40. This is 40. This is 40, yeah. <laughs> Mike's going through his notes. <laughs> right before I hit play, I go, did you watch the movie? He goes, yep. Gotcha. Yep. Roger. <laughs> I watched it. I watched... Um, Big thumbs up for that. I'm going to... I watched the unrated version. Did, okay, so I, I rented it. Had to find it. Luckily, T-Mobile Tuesdays was offering a free voodoo rental. Uh, and so I had my option, theatrical or unrated. I would... And this will probably be my, my thing doing these movies. Theatrical. I... I... I don't know why. I, I really... It was a hard choice for me. It mm-hmm. really was. Because you had never seen... I hadn't seen it. You would never seen it. So... And I don't know why I went unrated... Well, you wanted you wanted, I wanted a couple more extra, dick jokes. I wanted some extra nipple or something. Some, some, see, I, I would be interesting. I'm curious how, how much, much extra nudity is there. I pro I I bet there's nothing. Because there's some in the theatrical version. Okay, there's nudity in it. It's like they, they didn't cut out. Well, that's weird. There was no nudity in the un, unrated. Really? <laughs> <laughs> it's an odd they artistic took it all choice. This. I mean, unrated doesn't mean like. Nudity, well, right yeah. It just means it's a version that wasn't rated by yeah. the ratings board. I think unrated could also like director's cuts are you are unrated. Yeah, I, th- I kind of feel like maybe that's yeah. they started using that for the for the for the comedies. Yes, of the, yeah. Instead of calling a director's cut, called it unrated. unrated yeah. You feel like you're getting more jokes. Yeah, more, more jokes, yeah, more, more raunch. Much, yeah, yeah. Do you know the running? What was the running time of theatrical? Two fifteen. The running time of the unrated was two seventeen. Two extra minutes. Two minutes. Of, of dick jokes, yep. probably. Yep. <laughs> Watch it just compare. <laughs> what did they add here? <laughs> um, now we just want to get in. I, I don't, Two minutes uh, of ruddisms. Yeah. Uh, was good. The only other thing I had for kind of the intro is, uh, one, somebody asked me why we're called Don't Be That Guy. Oh. And I came up with, well, you know people are like, uh, sequels suck. Uh, don't be that guy. <laughs> I didn't want to go into the whole backstory of like. It's the brand. Yeah, I will say I was at a party this weekend, and a friend of mine uh, was like, "Oh, hey, I know someone. They do a movie podcast too. You should check it out." And it sounded interesting, and they were doing a, they were doing um, a movie that I, I, I like, and so I was like, "Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll give them a listen to." All I do is listen to podcasts. If you have a podcast you want me to listen to, email me. I will listen to it. Um, <laughs> And I listen to everything at one and a half speed, so if it's not good, I'll get through it. And it was like a pun, and I could not, I couldn't spell it, I couldn't figure it out. I asked him, he didn't know how it was spelled, and I searched, and nothing on Google, uh, podcast stores, Twitter, returned any type of search. So... Yeah, don't be that guy. It's, you know, while we may come up with like a move, something that ties into movies... It's also four very simple words to type. It is. So, you know, that's branding. Yeah. You you don't want to mess with that. You don't want to have some crazy movie pun or sequel pun, and then people are like, well, it's clever, but I don't know how to spell it. So, yeah. Seems like DBTG. Seems like we've been getting some 
uh, solid amount of activity on the Facebook page. People are, people are viewing it. It's crazy what happens when you actually post updates. <laughs> <laughs> actually remembering to like, oh yeah, I should tell people that there's a new episode out. Not just wait for them to go find it. We are still not on the iTunes store though. Fuck iTunes. Fuck. I, I've God written damn. emails. I've now gotten to the point where I write emails. Because I get to the... We were on iTunes. I don't know what happened. We're no longer on iTunes. I imagine there was some sort of like... Uh, change to their agreement or something, and we just didn't agree to it, and they took us took us down because we used to be there. So now I'm yeah. trying to resubmit. I can get all the way to where it's like, hey, here's what your site looks like. Everything looks good. Image looks good. Here's your episodes. You've marked them all explicit because you might drop a fuck. Everything looks fine, and it's like this could take up to 14 days to validate. That seems like a long time. Google had in like 12 hours. And nothing. I've done it for like the last two months. No response back from Apple. Damn. I get the email saying, hey, you've sent us you've sent us the request. It's under review. We'll let you know. Nothing. So then I just send them emails. Nothing back. Poor customer service. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to watch the Steve Jobs movie. We're not doing that. No. Hell no. Not, not until you get you get back to us. And I, well, you know, maybe the Kucher version. I did, I did an informal survey. Uh, no one uses iTunes. Mm. I, um, I don't, I don't think I know anyone that uses iTunes for podcasts. Even, even Apple users. Yeah. Uh, there's just better, there's better app op- options. I mean, I, iTunes is a great store, a great platform. Sure. Well, yeah. no, I think they suck, but. But, but come on, like, why can't you get our podcast on there? I don't know. Why are we on Google and iTunes can't figure it out? We're on Stitcher. Uh, so if you are an iTunes user, or you know someone who's an iTunes user, and like, oh, we really want to listen to the show, but it's on iTunes, you can subscribe to just our RSS feed through iTunes. Right. You just right. have to manually, manually type it. it. That's on the website, DBTG Podcast. You can find the RSS feed. You have to type it in. It's a pain in the ass. I recommend one of the many podcast apps that are better. Dedicated. Dedicated podcast apps. Yeah, yeah. You, you can have another app on your phone. You got room. Yeah. You got room. I use Google Play. For my music, and I have a separate podcast app because it's better because it's dedicated just to podcasts and it's tailored yeah. to podcast episodes. I, I run, I run all three podcast apps, <laughs> and you subscribe to us on all three. Just make sure you get those hits. Two of three. Why not the third? Yeah, um, the third's iTunes. <laughs> the third? I don't know why I haven't because I, I use it less, mm. and so I think since we made the changes. I haven't been on there. Yeah. Yet. So. That happens. I, I, I rarely log into my Stitcher just to make sure we get that hit in. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the other thing I had, we were talking about teen movies and how we don't watch them anymore. Uh, and I thought of another one. I watched The Edge of Seventeen with Woody Harrelson and um, some teenage girl. That got rave reviews. Yeah. It was great. It was yeah. fantastic. Uh, I, really I almost saw that in the theater one day. Oh, did you? Yeah. I almost did. It, it was really good. I, I opted for something else, mm-hmm. and that's that. You saw a dirty grandpa instead with Reddit <laughs> ever since. I can't remember what that situation was. I just I wanted to see a movie. Yeah. And it's like, well, that got good reviews, that got good reviews, I got to pick. So yeah. I went for the better time for me. Yeah, that, that happens. So... That, that, that does happen. Who's so. the, uh, so Woody Harrelson's in it, who else is in that? Haley Steinfeld, or Feld, I've heard the is name. the star. She is 
I think she might be a Disney lady or a Nickelodeon lady, but she was in Pitch Perfect 2, and that is all I know her from. Okay. But I think she might be a Disney or a Nickelodeon think, kid who's now grown up. I think I know who that is. Yeah. Yeah. Tall. She's very tall. And then, um, oh, the mom. The mom was somebody. Uh, I, I reckon I was like, oh, I know that lady. She's just from something. Just for the mom. But it's mostly teenage. You know, it's, it's it's a high school movie. So Woody Harrelson's like the the cool teacher, and then the rest of the cast is just filled out with like uh, teenage people. Man, I bet Woody Harrelson would be a cool teacher. Yeah, he taught history or something, and like that seems like his subject. Uh, the age of seventeen. Did they did they uh, play a Stevie Nicks song? I don't know. I don't have a great uh, soundtrack here. <laughs> it all fades together. Yeah, Stevie Nicks has a song called Edge of Seventeen, right? Oh, well, then it makes sense to do it in there. Yeah. I don't know where it would have played, but, uh, yeah. I can, see, I can see, like, a montage or something. So, let's see. We also got, uh, who's the mom? Uh, Kira Sedgwick uh, was the, was, is the mom. Oh, yeah. Kira Sedgwick. That. Yes. The Closer. Right? That was her? Yeah. yeah, Kevin Bacon's wife, I think. And then, uh, and then this guy showed up in two movies that I watched in the last couple weeks. Blake Jenner was in another movie I really liked, which was called uh, Everybody Wants Some. I don't know who that is. Me neither. Handsome teenage actor who was in Edge of Seventeen as a senior, and then he was the star of Everybody Wants Some, which where he plays a freshman in college, so he moved up a year. Uh, You're who, just knocking out the team movies then. Yeah, where he is uh, the new freshman recruit to a college baseball team. And that is a... Is that a Richard Linklater film? Is it a... Oh, is that It's the, hilarious and nothing happened. Like, that, uh, that was supposed to be like a spiritual success for Days of Confusion. Yeah, right? it was very Days of Confusing. Right, okay. uh, I really liked it. <laughs> I didn't know what the plot was. And then when I felt like I was like, okay, this must be the plot... We're kicking into it. And I was like, man, this is like a three-hour movie then? Because we're just getting now into the story, and then it just ended. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's one of those. Uh, uh. It's just a look into the life. Nothing really happens, but I uh, really liked it. Cool, I've checked that out. Yeah, everybody wants some. Uh, streaming on Hulu. I remember that releasing. I remember seeing some press about it. Yeah, and that's got a great soundtrack. They don't play any Stevie Nicks, I don't think. But there is a car sing-along to uh, Rapper's Delight. Oh, nice. That's always fun. Nice, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, I think it takes it takes place in... It, it takes place in, in probably the 70s. Right. Could be the 60s, could be the late 80s, but... Uh, good stuff. So that, that, that's what I'm watching Rapper's Delight? Week. Yeah. Probably late 70s. Oh, that's right, because not only do the clothes have to fit the period, but yeah, the music that they're listening to. That's so my guess. Probably, yeah, late 70s is this that takes place. I'll check that out. Mm-hmm. I got I got access to that Hulu. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been liking Hulu for their streaming services. It's solid. It's they solid. Get, they got uh, every now and then a movie just pops up. I'm like, hey, I know this. This seems like a new movie. Uh, I don't feel like that happens on Netflix anymore. Now Netflix is just, hey, here's some great television that we created. Yeah. What What have you been watching? Well, so those two movies, and then really this week has been Silicon Valley and Master of None. Cool. So watch those two things. Yeah. They're funny. Yeah, I'm about, I think I'm probably about halfway through Master of None, the new season. Yeah. That's about where I'm at. It's good. Yeah. He's, Silicon he, Valley is, I'm, I think I'm one show behind it. Funny uh, as fuck. Yeah. Uh, 
dipped in the Handmaiden's Tale. Mm. Handmaid's Tale. Another Hulu. Yep, I watched three of those so far. Okay. That's pretty damn cool. Yeah. I'm digging that. That came up at the party I was at. I think you would have enjoyed this conversation. We were really trying to break down post-apocalyptic versus dystopian. Mm, yeah, there's a, there's They a really go hand in hand, they but hand in hand, there but are there differences. Is, there is a line. Yeah. You're on one side <laughs> or the other. We were I trying w- to think of post-apocalyptic. That was not also dystopian. Like, it's kind of like the, the square and a rectangle. Yeah. Yes, because is there a post-apocalyptic movie? So an apocalypse has happened. We are now past that event. But everything's kind of cool. Or does everybody have to be, uh, you know, in the road? Post-apocalyptic where mm-hmm. everything is cool. Th- things are maybe even for the better. I'd after. say probably like... I'd say Hunger Games could be in that. Hunger Games? I feel like there was a war. Depends on what district you're in. True. I yeah. think Hunger Games could qualify. Yeah. There's a lot of books. I just read a trilogy. That and totally is post-apocalyptic dystopian. It, okay, so it is. So post-apocalyptic it's and amazing. dystopian. Yeah, it's those, amazing. Those Can I plug it? Yeah, yeah. We, we still do DBTG book club. Do so do book club. I just finished a trilogy. Uh-huh. It's called the Broken Empire trilogy. Okay. The books. The first book is called Prince of Thorns. Okay. The second book is called King of Thorns. Oh. The third book is yeah. called Emperor of Thorns. Emperor. I would have gone Lord. They Emperor. get better every time. Yeah. It's super awesome. It's a really cool idea. The guy has another trilogy mm-hmm. in the same universe. Yeah. You're reading that. Guess what came in Amazon Prime today? Oh, nice. Three hardbacks, baby. In hardback. Hard- I had the first three in hardback. Yeah, you had to keep that. I had to keep going. that collection going. Yeah, so I'm gonna be dipping into those. Yeah, here. And then we'll plug that here in a couple weeks. Soon, I got a, I got a book I'm in the middle of. I got to finish probably uh-huh. in a couple days, maybe a couple weeks, depending on how it goes, how life goes. You know, really okay, yes. Yeah. yeah. So it deals with prince, kings, and emperors, but it's post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic and dystopian. And dystopian. I like that. I always like things that are in the future, but you may think they're old timey. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. And uh, still watching Frasier. It's <laughs> still what, what season are you on now? We're on four. Okay. We just started season less four. than halfway done. Yeah, less than halfway done. I just can't get over how funny that show yeah. is. I wish I would have watched it when it was on, or even when I had cable and syndi- it probably syndicated yeah. somewhere. The show was damn funny. Oh, would eleven-year-old Mike appreciate Frasier? No, probably not. Gone over your head. No. I had this. I had this great idea yesterday. I want to write a screenplay. Mm-hmm. I want to write kind of like a detective story screenplay, and I want yeah. Kelsey Grammer to play the detective. Oh, yeah. I think he'd be. I think he'd be good. Good at it. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be good in like a kind of a gritty noirish. People write screenplays with actors in mind. Yeah, and, definitely. And then, and then you get that voice in your head. You got yep. that Fraser voice. Yeah, I mean the guy who wrote The Martian wrote it about Ben Affleck. I mean, they didn't get him for the movie. No. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that <you know, laughs> just picture because you know, you know I, I I dabble in some some storytelling. And, like you can't help it. Like you, you know, you, you're you're thinking about it, and a guy pops in your head. To me, always Liam Neeson. <laughs> so like, yeah, kind of a Liam Neeson type. <laughs> then the movie comes directed. It's like you can't get sorry. He's busy. Taken 8's coming out. You can't get Liam. Who's the next best thing? 
Ben Affleck or uh, Matt Damon. Get <laughs> Damon for it. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe would be a good Liam Neeson stand-in. He would. He would. He would. Oh. I I think we discussed this once. But like, so when you're reading it, when you're reading The Prince of Thorns, mm. and you know it's giving you descriptions on, do, do you cast people? No. Are they okay? I never do. Not when, and that's why I don't like reading things after they've been uh, you know store you know movied or TV yeah. showed. Because then when I read them, that's all I see and it drives me okay. insane. Like, if I were to read Lord of the Rings right now, all I would see is fucking Elijah Wood. Yeah. And the okay. movies are great. And yeah. he played a great Frodo, but drives yeah. me insane. But do you... But, but do you picture like, people? In, 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 generally speaking, the Lord of the Rings I read so much earlier, the movies came out yeah. that I can st- I can get myself out of that, out of that? state of okay, mind. Out of that, yeah. But some things I can't. Mm-hmm. If I were to read The Born Identity right now... It's Matt Damon. It's Matt Damon no matter what. I read that, you know... Yeah. Four or five years before that movie came out, but there's so many movies now, and it's so like in a, a thread of society now that Damon is born. Yeah. That now that it would be born every time. Yeah. But so when you are reading though, do you, do you picture? No. What's you don't picture? So what's going on in your brain? Just the words? The, well, I I mean I I'm, I'm picturing what they're describing to me. Uh-huh. Right. But okay. It's but never. So it's not like an actual person, but you yeah, see it's, a person. Yeah. It's never translated into. A celebrity, a celebrity or right, something. Right. I once had a... So, and that's how I do too. It, it may not necessarily be someone, but, you know, if, you, if you're describing that the guy's in his mid-40s with an athletic build and, you know, hard times have hit him with sandy blonde hair, you, you, you get a general idea of like, okay, I can't see what that guy looks like as I'm reading this book. And I was talking to a friend once, and I was like, yeah, you know, you, you, and I, I just said cast, but I wasn't talking about actual actors. Well, you know, you cast, you picture what they're talking about. Yeah. And she was like, that's weird. And I was like, what do you see? And she's like, the words? And I, I, so I didn't know if this was like a weird left-right brain or if the majority of people are like me and she was a weirdo. Yeah, I mean, I think it could... I think it probably is just like depending on your... Yeah, like some, people, that could some be, people can visualize it. Some people just like... You're just getting you're just getting binary text. And that could very well be why some people just don't like to read. Yeah. Oh, they it can't... Just, it just doesn't it, yeah. work for them. Where pictures do, yeah. you know... It could also be why some people like poetry and others don't. Yeah. Poetry fucking sucks. I do not like poetry. <laughs> but you know what? Give me a sweet, like, hip-hop song. I'll listen yeah, to that. exactly. Put a funky beat to it. <laughs> exactly. A little Wayne can paint a picture. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. I think, I think it's just, like, people's cognitive styles are different. Yeah, okay. So that's what I was like, okay. Because, you know, there are analytical versus creative. I was like, maybe that's just it. Like, she's someone who just thinks of things like this, and I like movies and books, so I, I just picture things right. as, I'm, as I'm reading. And then, yeah, I guess I see if, yeah, if you were just seeing words, that'd be boring. Yeah. I guess it would be like reading a textbook. It's like, when I read a textbook, I'm not picturing anything. I'm just reading boring-ass words. Yeah. That's trying true. to make them stick in there. Trying to remember. Math books should, like, cast, like, Bradley Cooper <laughs> to, like, solve... <laughs> You know, just put a little description in there. Of, Bradley Cooper is traveling yeah. at 42 miles an hour. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I, I can see this. I, I, I got it, yeah. <laughs> a note on those books. Yes. So, Prince of Thorns, I read... I've read it twice now. Mm. The first time I read it was when it came out. I just... My God, that looks cool. I picked it up at a Barnes yeah. & Noble or, or something. But, I started reading it. And... I, I started reading it about three days before the uh, latest 
George R. R. Martin book came out. Mm. And so I burned through it just so I could be ready for Dance with Dragons when it yeah. hit my doorstep. And when I reread it, I that first time, I didn't I didn't pick get any of it. Uh. I sped read it so hard just to finish it. I didn't remember a damn thing. Yeah. It was crazy. Now this this next read through, you gotta yeah, I, I just enjoy enjoyed six, it yeah. and read it, and it was badass. I'm like, this is good yeah. shit. So so we got Prince of Thorns, King of Thorns, Emperor of Thorns, Emperor of Thorns, and, the Broken Empire trilogy. Yeah. If you want to follow along with Mike reading these, he's already done, so you got to catch up. You can go to Amazon. I'm sure these books are there. If you're gonna go to Amazon, go to dbtgpodcast.com. Use the Amazon click through, get your books. You get your books. You pay the same price. We get a little kickback. Uh, yeah. Everybody reads. Everybody reads. You you, you want a good uh, read? I, I have this saved in my wish list. I'm going to pull the trigger one of these days. Uh, all eight Dark Tower in a paperback uh, set, $88. I box. Like, box? Box set. I feel like that's a steal of a deal for eight books. Uh, $11 maybe, a book? Yeah. You can do better than that. For okay. a paper, for a you know mass market right. paperback? But the, the, but it comes in a it comes in the box. Yeah, but I mean, you also get in the box it comes in. The box sucks, dude. It keeps them all together. I can put that on the top shelf. I don't have to worry you about don't book, need bookends. I don't need bookends. <laughs> it just sits on the top. Shelf. You know what? You're right. Eighty eight dollars. Seems a little steep. It's eight, it's eight and it's eight books. Eight books, eleven dollars a book. I think you could. Uh... You know what? Because they were the list price. You know how Amazon always does this, and they never sell for the full price. Hundred and fifty nine dollars, eighty eight. I'm saving. Sixty some dollars, according to them. According to Amazon, so I was like, "Well, that's a great deal. It's forty percent off right now." I got the first three of those bo- of those books in yeah. mass market paperback. Yeah, upstairs on the shelf. Uh-huh. And after this is done, we can go see what the list price on that book is. Now these aren't mass market though; they're <laughs> slightly bigger. Oh, you got the uh, what do they call that? Uh, is that just like trade paperback? Or uh, I can't remember I can't what that one, what that binding's called. Yeah, but you, you see it in Amazon. You got your hardcover, your mass market paperback. I think they just call it paperback. But yeah, it's slightly it's but bigger. It, but if it looks cool and it has a cool box, why not? Yeah. Well, I just don't want to spend $88 right so, now. Yeah. That's stuff I got to do. Plus, uh, you'd rather... Uh, that's the thing. You got to piecemeal that. Yeah. Because you're going to... You want to... You should buy one or two. Read it. Yeah. The hardcovers are impossible to come by. Oh, I'm sure those are... Yeah. Pretty hard... Pretty, like, hard... And even when you go to Barnes & Noble, their paperbacks are very inconsistent. Because... They're, so they have all eight, you know, they're Barnes Noble. Some are mass market, some are your other paperback. Yeah. They don't sit on the shelf. Yeah, you gotta, and you gotta commit. So I like this because it was nice and uniform. You gotta commit. And you're like, all right, I'm gonna commit to the kind they sell in the airport. Yeah. You know? So let's see, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, eight. yeah, so eight books, $88 right now. Savings of fifty nine dollars and twenty cents. That's a forty percent saving right now. Tomorrow, it might be back up to one forty seven ninety nine. You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> so if you are if you are interested in the Dark Tower movie, you want to get caught up, go to Amazon, click through our link oh, at DVD Podcast. Dark Tower coming out this August. I thought it was a show. No, they're doing a movie. Oh. It's it's not an adaptation though. Okay. It's a continuation. So I remember you mentioned that to me before. Yeah. So it's, yeah, they're not going to try to fit all eight into one. Man. Just okay. Kind of, uh, I thought. I thought that was just a preview for the show. Oh no! I thought that was the first season of the show. Yeah. 
Well, I'm actually feeling better about this. Now, now yeah, now it's just like... Now we'll movie. be a rush to, to finish the, the series that I started a decade and a half yeah, ago. Well, yeah, a long time ago. I only read the th- first three books. Yeah. yeah, no, this is... Because I couldn't find the fourth book in the binding that I had, the first three. Yeah. So I quit reading yeah. it. I do that all the time. I quit I like, reading it. Wait, this one's not going to match? I'm not <laughs> buying that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so this one, it's a big uproar on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, it's not... The preview's amazing. It's not an adaptation, it's just, it's, so, it's just a story inspired by those books. That's badass. That's a good way to handle it. Calls it, I think he calls it a continuation, but we, we, we really know nothing about it. That's a great way to handle it. Yeah. So, uh, so everybody who is on Twitter crying to Stephen King, people, fanboys get very... Defensive about what they feel is owed to them. I saw someone write, "No, when Stephen King, because Stephen King is given his okay. He's like, this is awesome. It's gonna be great. McConaughey, Idris Elba, it's gonna be awesome. Gunslinger, Man in Black. Stephen King's all about it. And someone's like, well, who cares who who they cast? Stephen King's cool with it, so you be cool with it. And I saw a comment where the guy goes, "No, when he published these books." He gave away ownership, and now they belong to us. <laughs> I thought about it. I was like, well, but he's the one who got a fat check so that a they could... fat check. So they could take his work that he gave to you, and they're paying him, and they're paying McConaughey, and they're not paying you. They're, you're actually paying them. I hate this entitlement shit. I don't shit. think you own any of this, I hate actually. This, I hate this entitlement shit. <laughs> yes. Like, fuck that, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy, yeah. To just be so, like, snooty about, like, fantasy books, about mystical worlds and gunslingers. It's like, man, you gotta reevaluate. I know, man. People, like, people are crazy about I've never, shit. I've never read a book or been into something and then had a movie come out and then me be upset about it. It's just never, you know what's like, it's the, never done The, the on crowd me. that's the opposite of that. Is the Star Wars crowd. Uh-huh. The Star Wars crowd, you put anything in front of them, label Star Wars, and they're like, fuck yeah! yeah! Star Wars, that's amazing! There's like one in ten that are like, fuck, that's bullshit. Yeah. Anyone else is like, yeah, it's so amazing! They're the opposite. Yeah. But then you got, yeah, you got your Lord of the Rings people, or your Dark Tower people. Yeah. McConaughey? Oh, fuck McConaughey. Fuck McConaughey. Uh, and, and, and I do know. Yeah. I, don't read, I don't see McConaughey when I read it. You will now, asshole. It's more the the I just Elba. Uh, I I haven't read any of it. They're just like, no, it's Clint Eastwood. Well, Clint Eastwood is 97 years old. I don't think he's going to play it. So if you're not going Clint Eastwood, go I just Elba. I just Elba's an amazing actor. He's his contemporary. He's a great actor. Yeah. So He's going to be awesome in that role. Yeah. That's great. And, and you know what? Just to piss them off more, I hope he keeps the British accent. Yeah, yeah. I hope he keeps his British accent <laughs> just to piss them off. Um, yeah. And, and I do know, anybody who comments on like Twitter or Facebook, that is a small minority. True, it is. Yeah. It is. It but is. they're an annoying vocal yeah. minority. And uh, yeah, I, I, I wish they would stop. I wish they'd leave, <laughs> leave, leave poor Stephen King alone. He owes you nothing. Uh, you, and you know what they should have done to counter just to get more positive feedback because they should have called this a Star Wars story, The Dark Tower. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how does this tie in? <laughs> what, where, uh, what's the timeline of this? Huh. It's a long time before the long time before. 
Oh. Speaking of weird timelines, Mike, this week we watched This Is 40. Uh, the And as the, as the box cover says, the sort of sequel to Knocked Up. Yeah. So, Knocked Up came out in 2007. Seth Rogen, Katherine Heigl. They have a one-night stand. She gets pregnant. And now these two are going through the journey of childbirth. Uh, and hilarity ensues. Um, directed and written by Judd Apatow. It's got a 90% on Rotten Tomato. I did not want... This was the first time I don't think I watched the previous one before doing this. I used Batman. Oh, to catch up? To catch up. I used Batman. I didn't watch Batman right, the movie see, with Adam West. You didn't power Knocked Up, right? I, I, didn't, I didn't see Knocked Up, but I've seen Knocked Up several times. Right. That's a hilarious movie. It's good. That's funny. It's good. I did not... I also did okay, not Okay, so you just jumped into Knocked This Up. is 40. I've seen Knocked Up enough to know that I didn't need to watch yeah. it again. Would you have get ninety percent of Ron Tomato? No, kind of mm. being just kind of like a stoner comedy. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have put. This is forty at ninety percent. Not yeah. even close. The critics actually like it more than like the audience. The audience gives it an eighty three, which is still really great. But yeah, ninety percent that surprised me. I thought it was like it's a good movie. It's probably. I was like it, it's probably fresh. It's probably certified fresh. But yeah, ninety percent. That's like. I mean, that's great movie. Before watching it, Ugh. man, I don't even know. I, I think. I, I was thinking like, I was thinking like a sixty or seventy. Yeah, somewhere there. I, I got the 60, because I age. I did not see this before. I did not see it in a theater, and I and I mean I used to be just insatiable for Apatow movies. Mm-hmm. Like if he had a movie, you didn't even have to show me a preview. I would just go. But this movie in particular, I I didn't see, and I was just like, eh. yeah, it just didn't. I, I guess I don't know. Yeah. I thought maybe I heard it wasn't that good. You were mad at Katherine Heigl for leaving Grey's Anatomy the way she did. You're saying, like, I'm not seeing this. Not really. Sorry, cause, Rogan. Because Katherine Heigl sucks. Like, they would have, they could have got someone way better for that. That is interesting that she's not, she's not a comedian. Um, like she's not a comedic actress. She's not what I would call a necessarily good actress. Her career has kind of stopped. Catherine Heigl's not in things anymore. I didn't like her at all in Knocked Up. Yeah. It was everyone, all the other cast members made that show so good. I, I was like. Yeah. I so so for it to still not... sit at 90% where you're, you're, you're number two. Right. Is, is not very good or memorable at all. I, I can't think of anything she actually did this other than just be very angry all the time. It was like, she's kind of a bitch. And <laughs> she's kind of a wooden actress. Maybe that's why it was so successful. Maybe, maybe yeah. Made everyone else just shine around her. Yeah, um, yeah. There's funnier ladies that you could get. Absolutely, that, like, yeah, like a Rose Byrne. Put her in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I think of. But she's like, you know, she does a lot of funny stuff. <laughs> with Seth Rogen. Yeah, with Seth Rogen. <laughs> yeah, that's why I think about it because they're great in Neighbors. Neighbors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Catherine Heigl, she gets knocked up. She has a baby with Seth Rogen. But in it, we get introduced to her sister, Deb, and her husband, Pete. She's living with them at the time. And that's where This Is 40 picks up five years later. Now we follow Pete and Deb's story as the two of them turn 40 this week in the movie. Which, that was confusing to me. It's their birthdays. It's also Christmas. I don't know what's going on. And it's in California, so you can't really tell it's Christmas. You know what's funny is that you bring that up, uh, and it was their birthdays. And they say that. So, she turns 40, that's how the movie opens. We find out Paul Rudd's going to turn 40. 
couple days later. Their birthdays right. are very close to each other. They're both the same age. They're turning 40. And then there is a scene where there's Christmas decorations. I'm like, wait, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> and you know what's weird about that? My birthday is three days before Christmas. Yet somehow, if you tell me it's the it's someone's birthday in the movie, I'm like, oh, it's June or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially because, yeah, it's California. You know, like, yeah, the, the, the Christmas stockings, there's just one scene of this, like, wait, what's going on here? <laughs> Jump in time? Yeah, I honestly thought there was like a time jump or something. But yeah, this, the whole movie takes place within five days. Uh, but yeah, you, you never know about the timeline of these yeah. things. So, uh, Apatow's back, writes, directs this one, brings back Leslie Mann, who is his wife. Paul Rudd is back. And let's see, let's see who rounds out the cast. His kids are in it. His kids play the kids. Uh, and then we got John Lithgow, Megan Fox, our books. Chris O'Dowd rounds rounds out. Uh, this is Siegel. This is forty. Siegel Siegel's in it. He, and he's back from. He's one of the few people to reprise be, his role. To reprise his of, role, kind of. The lady <laughs> who played Jody is also back. She Those might be the only two. She was uh, Jay Baruchel's girlfriend in oh, okay. Knocked Up, and then she part owner in a store. Or works for Leslie Mann's character. I think those are the only two out of the, you know, the fun cast of characters to appear in both. We don't get a Jay Baruchel or a, the guy who had the beard. Right. Uh, No, no, no. Was that Martin Starr? Yeah. Okay, it was Martin Starr. I was wondering if it was. Um, No no Rogan. No Rogan, no Heigl. No Heigl. Yeah. And so we, we pick up, this is 40... Um, without giving too much away. That, that's what it is. So it's pretty much parents, husband, wife, dealing with turning 40 and maybe their their lives uh, not being exciting anymore. And, uh, and oh, then you're, my, in my, your basic, no you know, life struggles. Life struggles, yeah. I'm using a new app to do my Money. Uh, thing. So this movie comes in at ju- yeah. So this is a long one, two hours fifteen minutes, which I felt like was uh, very long it was, for a comedy. It was too long. Yes. Um, so Apatow writes and directs this, and so I was wondering. So you were talking about how you ate up everything Apatow at a certain point. Yeah. Uh, so we're talking what, like Freaks and Geeks? Love Freaks and Geeks. Love Undeclared. Undeclared. Then he goes in the movies. We get Forty Year Old Virgin. Yep. Uh, is there anything else I'm missing before we get to Knocked Up? Um, no, I think it was, I think Knocked Up was the follow-up. Okay. Four-year-old virgin. His fo- he followed that, Knocked Up. Is, then... did he follow a weird path where he went from guy who writes funny stuff to that weird thing where maybe he f- has to make too much of a point about things now? So watching this, I was like, "Is he just?" Tra- we I felt I was like, "Is he just trying to make too much of a statement about being this is forty, or is this just his life?" And he he wrote about it. I I guess we should get to. Did you enjoy this is forty? No, I did not either. Okay, and so and but this is the guy who did knocked up and forty old virgin, which are hilarious. Yeah, and I was just like, "What what what's different about these two? I I feel like this was. And maybe that's part of what you're talking about. This seemed like this pet project yeah. that he did mostly to put his wife in a starring role. I wrote I wrote vanity piece. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. And I like Leslie Mann, but... She's great. Yeah. I think it was... 
Like, how much of this was just kind of like, yeah, a pet project, his wife's starring in it, he got his kids involved in it. I'm sure he's a huge Graham Parker fan, and that's why Graham Parker just got to have, like, these long scenes. Maybe he's a huge Albert Brooks fan, that's why Albert Brooks just got to have these long scenes. Yeah. Everything just felt long. Everything was dr- definitely, everything drug out. Yes. And that's that was my biggest complaint. Something would be happening, like, is this is still happening? Yeah. Jason Siegel's funny, but we don't need this many lines from Jason Siegel. Uh, so, the next point right, is that, so, I think this is a big Apatow thing, that what you saw in Knocked Up, this is, or, uh, Knocked Up, 40-Year-Old Virgin, and, uh, and I think Funny People even did this, and This Is 40 also does this, is the scenes where I think they rely too much on improv banter, and it's really great when Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd are doing it, but maybe not so great when Lena Dunham and David O'Dowd are doing it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, he's he's doing the thing where he's just going to let the camera roll and go, hey, you guys have witty back and forth, and it's not, it's just long. It's just like, you could have cut this 45 seconds ago, and we didn't need this back and forth of these people trying to, like, crack jokes. I agree. Yeah. Paul Rudd's great at it in the movie. There, there are times where I'm like, oh, Paul Rudd's just, he, he's just rifting at it. He's got, a, he, he's got some skills. Yeah. In certain aspects of acting, I thought in the and only one, I was like, "Oh, hey, that's kind of that was uh, it was was Melissa McCarthy." I was like, "Oh, she's good at that." Yeah, like yeah. Uh, you know, if you think her stick's old or not, but this is like 2012, and that scene in the principal's office is like, "Oh, she's funny." Yeah, and then in the Unrated, they had the did they do the thing where they're rolling? Yeah, they just the roll on it. Yeah, that was a. I mean, she just keeps going, yeah, and going, and everybody and going, else is laughing, going, and she's and, just straight faced, and I, that was yeah, I was just impressed, and like. I might be back on the Melissa McCarthy train after just that little scene. Yeah. Uh, Maybe. That's her wheelhouse. It's just kind of be the angry lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So she's good at it. Paul Rudd's good at it. I don't know if... And Jason Siegel's funny, but like his scene where he's stretching out Leslie Mann and he's having that kind of back and forth with the lady about her numb vagina. It's like, this is just going too long. See, and that's where I was in... I was wondering, like, how much of this is the unrated version? Because I'm like, oh, yeah. this has to be extra because it's just too long. In the theatrical it's version, going on too long. that goes on too long. So I guess it's the movie itself. Yes. That makes me feel better about watching the unrated <laughs> version. Uh, the other thing I noted was um, there, there, there's there's a term in uh, in writing, like when you, creative writing or any type of storytelling, it's called killing your babies. You write, you write, you write, you write, and then you have to edit. And you have to edit that down. And so I wrote kill, kill your babies, and I wrote literally. Apatow, your kids aren't good. I don't want to see your kids in movies having these long dialogue pieces. Cut that. You can still have kids, but their scene's also just so long. It's like, if you just take 45 seconds off each scene, get this movie to an hour and 50 minutes, that's a good runtime for a comedy. Yeah, it's interesting with the kids is uh, the younger daughter, I thought, was much better and I think maybe it might just be that role is more natural to what she is right because versus like the, like the, the, the other daughter who's the what she was playing I don't think reflects her uh, her as a person at all she was just like too much of a like yeah introverted to her parents I should say yeah kind of bitch yes. which I, I don't I'm like oh, I bet she's really sweet in real life yeah her cussing is too forced yeah. But then the younger girl, it plays in the Apatow-produced thing on Netflix, Love. Oh, is she? Okay. And so, but she's 
pretty solid in that. Yeah. Okay. So maybe she's just a better actress than the old. Five years and 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 yeah. And that's five and that's, years apart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She was you know six years old. Yeah. It wasn't her. So yeah, it was the teenage daughter. I was like, a lot of these scenes could just be yeah cut just, down, just cut it off, and and like yeah, we get it. Mm-hmm. She watches Lost. That's a weird like, like drilling that in. That was like, a weird uh, time capsule thing where it's like. Loss isn't a thing anymore. Actually, that made me laugh. I like that. Yeah. Oh, that was my favorite part. Her watching Loss was funny to me, but yeah, it's just a movie that's five years old. Like, I haven't thought about Loss. Even when that came out, Loss had been, is... Was done. done, Caught and done, right? So yeah, Yeah. it's just kind of funny to be like, yeah, just kind of this weird time capsule of like, hey, remember how crazy... One of the daughters is really into Loss. Into Loss. Not really a spoiler. Yeah. Yeah, so it was just kind of this weird time capsule like... Oh yeah, Lost was bananas, yeah. and people were like that about getting to the next episode. It's they were. It was. I don't know. I mean, thirteen-year-olds are discovering Lost now, but yeah. it's on Netflix. It's streaming. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this movie. So Mike and I did not necessarily enjoy it. it it's it, this is rotten at fifty-one percent. Both with the critics and then the audience has it at 50%. Oh, I thought you were talking this movie was at the 90. No, that was Knocked Up. Oh, yeah, I would put Knocked Up at 90, absolutely. I thought you were talking about this movie. No, this one's 51. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 okay. I was confused. (laughs) Uh, I was surprised when you told me this. When I was thinking you were telling me that This Is 40 was at 90, I was like... Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Knocked Up, great critical and financial success, and then, yeah, This Is 45 Years Later, not met with... And then I went through his IMDb, and then uh, Apatow doesn't seem to be writing and directing anymore. Just seems like producing shows here Producing, and and he's producing a lot of shows. Yeah. I mean, you talk about Love, Girls was like, you know, he was the guy who brought Girls in their six seasons. He did Crashing this season on HBO. So yeah, he has his hands in a lot of things, and you know, God bless him. Crashing was interesting. I like Crashing, I like Love. I I think Crashing, Love is great. I think crashing, really funny. Crashing set a good tone. I think we, they could. Yeah, that could be something good. I think they're getting a season two. So cool. yeah, we'll see where they, where they go on that. Um, so just a couple. Th- so yeah, I, I didn't enjoy it. Most of my comments are negative. That. Yeah, to me, it just seemed long. Yeah, it just seems so Everything long, drawn out. Drawn. I don't know why we need Megan Fox in it at all. Like cut that entire story arc. Like, yeah. if it doesn't for the, the, the story between Pete and Deb, and it didn't, Pete had no interaction with Megan Fox's character, you know, I, I can see, like, okay, no, we're going for this really hot 20-year-old uh, employee, and Pete's going to make comments, and, oh, Deb feels bad about herself, yeah, she's turning 40. Pete's got the hots for her. And, yeah, and she can't yeah. match up to Megan Fox, but there, no, there was none of that. It was just this sub-story. Yeah. That didn't go anywhere. And that, that didn't need to be there. I don't think the Lithgow stuff needed to be in there. Yep. Yeah, for a 2 hour 15, that just seemed weird. Yeah, like, the, you didn't get their relationships to the very end. and you know, so The Jason Siegel stuff didn't need to be there. Yeah, other than, yeah. Siegel, um, I mean, if you would have cut if you would have cut this down to 145, yeah. you know, just sped up the game a little bit, yeah. I think it would have been, oh, I would have enjoyed it much more. If, if it's a story about... Because Leslie like, Mann is really great. Yeah. Paul Rudd is really great. They could have carried it on their own for the most part. If this was a movie about Leslie Mann and Paul Rudd raising a teenage daughter who's going through her emotional thing where she hates them, and he's working on his failing business while she's dealing with, you know, not feeling attractive anymore because she's 40, and those were the only stories you had going on, I think you keep all the funny things that happened, 
And yeah, it's it's half an hour shorter. Yeah. And you cut everything that just wasn't funny. You can keep Lithgow and uh, Albert Brooks and just show up at the end. We don't need another backstories. They're just dads. Man, I don't even think they need to show up. Yeah. And that that's just that's just to put their names on the posters. There is there is just too many sub stories. Yeah, it's a lot of what's... yeah. Mel Brooks had his own little thing yeah. going on. Yeah, uh, Albert, Albert had yeah. his own little thing going. on. Yeah, and then so he has his own thing, and then Leslie Mann and Lithgow get their own thing, but it's just right at the end. Like they just do a lot of uh, info dump on you. Yeah, and it's like, oh, that was their weird because you didn't get any of that from their first from their interaction no. before. I mean, you get they have some sort of strained relationship, but you don't know what's going on until. Two minutes, we get all this information dumped on us. You're like, "Well, that's not funny, and I don't see what that has to do with this." <laughs> yeah, Apatow just uh, you know, so, someone you're you're gonna write and direct. You need someone else to edit. He'll probably he'll probably pop something out here. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he'll pop something out. Yeah, or he's just writing that he'll producing just, money. He'll just be he'll just come, he'll come back strong like um, like our boy M Knight. <laughs> uh, is it sport? Okay, if a movie's announced, is that spoiler? No. Okay, so Unbreakable 2. We're getting it. Uh, excited? Thumbs up? Thumbs down? Do you love Unbreakable? I absolutely love Unbreakable. All right, so yeah. Probably, I mean, is my favorite Shy- Shyamalan movie. Absolutely. I love Unbreakable. Yeah. I think it could have been, the, you know, just like... I love Lady in the Water. Lady in the Water, I really <laughs> like, but... I think Unbreakable when Unbreakable, I watched that, yeah. it was, I remember the first, I watched that, I was, I think I was going through some shit in college, I watched, I, was, I watched it by myself, yeah, in the theater, and I was like, this is awesome, it just, I was in the perfect state of mind for that movie, yeah, and those, for those who don't um, know, Mike two? was in a train accident, <laughs> <laughs> a number two, yeah, we're getting a second one, so now we're talking, yeah, 10, 15 years later? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Give me Unbreakable 2. Unbreakable 2. Hell yes. Willis is back. Hell yes. And Sam, Sammy Jack's back. Absolutely, I'm in. All right, so that's, yeah, that's been announced. And uh, I'm going to jump the gun. We need it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll review it. And Mike's already saying, we need it. Have you dipped it in Split yet? No. That's I, what's got him back. I missed People that love one. Split. I wanted to see Split, and then I wanted to see The Visit. The Visit. But I, I was really bummed I missed Split. Yeah. Because what? Well, one, the girl that was in Split was in The Witch, and okay. I was like, "The Witch was awesome." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, she did a great job." So I wanted to see that, but yeah, I'll so, check that out. It's probably gonna be on something streaming soon. Uh, Split is now available on Redbox, so I think you'll soon be able to get it for rental off your Google Plays and all that. But cool. It'll show up on HBO eventually. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I don't know the order. You got a bunch of crap though, with like uh, the Last Airbender. Uh, that movie Devil got like really horrible reviews. I think, it, I think the 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 big drop was the happening. The happening was yeah. Really so down. you went the village, which I like the village, yeah. and then the happening did and not then, like the village. Yeah, yeah so you didn't that, like that was my. You didn't like village. it was actually Signs. I was like Signs was an okay movie, and then Village. I was like, ooh, now mm-hmm. we're on the downward. I like Signs a lot. I happening liked, comes up. And I then, liked Village, but not yeah. as much as the previous. But yeah, Happening was the the biggest. Like, yeah. Okay, he's fucking done. Right. And then he did Airbender, then he did Devil. Devil. Which Devil got kind of split reviews, right? I think Devil's got bad... Uh, we'll, we'll look up Devil. Devil. I think he only... Did he produce... I don't know if he wrote, direct, and produced that, or just wrote, or just directed. Uh, it was just called Devil, not The Devil. 
devil. He had to do a few things to get back into good graces, which yeah. is unfortunate. And I think it was the visit. The visit, <laughs> like right. he kind of followed that bell curve. Fifty uh, percent. So yeah, it's it, it's wrong, but that's that's a split. And that's crazy. Like yeah, the happening was really bad. Yeah. But oh, and he did it. Yeah, he just produced. He's just got this whole other body of work. Yeah. To just like blackball this guy. Like, how do you blackball this guy? Uh, and I, I mean, I don't know if he was right. blackballed. Obviously not. He kept doing things. Yeah. But just for society well, guy, to just drop an anvil on his head like that. He's a guy who writes and directs his own stuff. Yeah. And so maybe, you know, maybe you just run out of... Uh, Artists need to recharge. Yeah. Recharge the engines a little bit, you know? Yeah. Oh. I don't get good cell reception here. But Split was positive. Split 75% on Ron Tomatoes. Yeah. Certified fresh. Um, so, yeah, I'm just trying to think of movies he did. Yeah, I think it was, I mean, was it really just the combination of uh, Happening, The Village, and Lady in the Water, which have negative reviews, but you're split on them. I didn't think The Village was, like, the worst movie. It's not like he just came out with, like, I mean, The Happening was really bad, but it's not like he just came out with, like, stinker after stinker after stinker. Yeah. But people seem to like The uh, the Visit, and Split's got great reviews, and so... Yeah, uh, visits in at sixty four percent. Comes back with split seventy five percent. So coming back, he's yeah, he's he's, he's on the uptick. Yeah, I mean, I kind of think um, for me, like I didn't see Airbender because I think he just kind of did that. Mm. He was told to do that or something. Yeah, I don't think he, he may have writ, wrote the script, but that's not a intellectual property. Mm. His no, that was like cartoon, right? Yeah, so I'm not going to judge him on that one. Yeah, but. Yeah. Yeah, and so Devil, he just produced. Devil, yeah, it looks like he just produced that because yeah, there, there's a different director listed for that one. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I've met people who hated Signs. Yeah. I, I and, mean... And I liked The Village, but I know a lot yeah. of people didn't. I like Signs, but, yeah, it, to me it was like, oh, I think especially coming off um, Unbreakable and uh, Sixth Sense, you're just like... And then you see Signs, like, okay, that's okay. And then I, I think it was just that it, he wasn't inconsistent. He was very consistent in like that downward curve. Yeah, I mean, it, but it's coming back up. I mean, I, I'll agree. I mean, I like I like the village, but it was weaker. You, you kind of saw progressively yeah. everything was kind of yeah, getting a I little like worse. I like in the water, but it was weaker More than the previous. Than the village, yeah. and then yeah, and the happening was just drop off. A that's cliff. that's zero. Yeah, absolutely. So everything else comes back absolutely up. Absolutely zero. Um, and how much does um, the fact that it was just so easy for, to be a punchline for him? Yeah. The twist thing. People just grabbed onto that M. Night Shyamalan twist and made him like a punchline. They all had one. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen Split, Devil. Well, Devil, let's just not worry about Devil. He didn't Yeah. write it. I hear that is twisty, though. Okay. But it's in the title. Yeah, and that's the one they're like in the elevator. They're in an elevator. That's so cool. Yeah. That's a cool idea. Yeah, the press was cool, but I remember coming out, when I saw the trailer for that, I was like, ooh, this looks cool. And then it was like, from the mind that brought you. Right. And I think just adding from the mind that brought you, it's just like... That's even laughable. Like, yeah, and, and Lady in the Water so seriously. Lady in the Water was almost like Science Two. Yeah, just the structure and how that ended. Mm-hmm. It was almost like Science Two. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we're getting Unbreakable too. Mike's gonna see Split eventually. Yeah, I'm gonna check out. Split. I'll check out Split. I'll check out Devil too. Great how's, that, how's that sound? Yeah, <laughs> that'll be our. Um, Recommend rec- recommendation because we're not recommending this as forty. I don't think. No, I. I, I mean, if you're an Apatow completist, 
You could do worse. I I, I think there's worse things to do. Fifty percent. I think Saturday night at home. Yeah, fifty percent. I think is pretty on the. It's a mix. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's that's about that number where for a raunch come I might go. Yeah. For an action movie I might go. Uh, definitely split this up though. Two fifteen. That's just. Oh. Or. It drags. Maybe we, we could just get... Anytime you see Albert Brooks, John Lithgow, or Megan Fox on screen, fast forward. That's that's not a bad idea. Yeah, and just bring that down. Yeah. And, yeah, now it's it, just a nice little family comedy. You could really do that. Yeah. Jump ahead on those. Uh, the other question, what other sequels are there that follow a different, char- a different character who was not the main character... From the first. What other spin-off movies have there been? Oh, man. I must have seen some. Yeah. You put me on the spot. I know. I, I, I should, I should send, send, send you these ahead of time. <laughs> my, my my questions I come up with. So we're getting a Han Solo movie. Yeah. Get, getting that. Um, yeah. There, there is a unique take to like, oh, we're doing a sequel, but yeah, it's, it's going to be these other characters. And we're just going to kind of follow their adventures. I think more things should do that. I, I like... Uh, I know there's so many times you see a movie and you're like, oh, I want to know more about that guy. guy. Yeah, I want to know more, more about the best friend. And, yeah. Yeah. Like, I want I want a Kip Dynamite movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah, just something that just follows Kip around. <laughs> I want a Kip Dynamite His movie. adventures. I would like the Kip movie, but it's the same timeline. I just want to know what he was doing. Yeah. His, yeah. his, his, uh, his um, uh, relationship with LaFonda, like how that whole <laughs> just went down. Yeah. Meeting, yeah, that'd be a good one. Good, uh, yeah, Kip Dynamite. I'm trying now. I'm trying to think of like a character where it's like, oh yeah, we should just got more of him. Yeah, I don't know if I have. I can't. I'm sure there are, but I I don't know if I can come up with any off the top of my head. Yeah, I'm not talking into the mic now. Yeah, he's turning. He's looking at his movies. Um, this was you know, and this this makes sense for for him to go this way because Paul Rudd's great. Can we count Jane, Silent Bob? Oh yeah, that's, <laughs> those guys kind of just yeah. And they got their own movie. Got their own movie. Um, going with Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann as, as like here's knocked up. Let's see what happens more with these. Um, I didn't think that had to be the same characters, but I get why he did it because it's like well, it's his world. Like he writes these these actors. Are, you know, you don't want to recast these two. Yeah, I think it's cool. Thing. I think it's cool that they were in the same yeah. character. But, but I would have um, maybe. Done the uh, done the roommate movie mm. with uh, Jason Segel and uh, Jay Baruchel and uh, Martin Stark. Yeah, I think that could have been pretty just funny. Fo- just follow those three. Yeah, As, uh, um, you know uh, Seth Rogen's character has to move out. Obviously, he's, he's raising a baby, and then it's just these three doing their uh, you know different uh... their porn website. Yes, that's what they did. <laughs> they did Mr. Skin, right? No, they were they were doing. They didn't know Mr. Skin they didn't know existed. Mr. Skin existed, but yeah, they were essentially doing a uh, like nip slip or something. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see that that business venture. Or like Seth Rogen leaves, and then it turns out that their their website was super successful, and now they're these like millionaire internet guys. Yeah, that'd be who good. Just you know, still living together, still living together, <laughs> doing dumb stuff. Jason Segel could still be a trainer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't remember him being a trainer in the first one. No, I don't either. I don't either. Glad he's got his business. I just remember them all getting pink eye. Yes. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, that, that that's this is forty. Did we need it? No, I don't think knocked. I don't think watching knocked up. That was a movie where I was like, I'd like to see them, but 
I also like anything that has Paul Rudd. I'll give it a watch. So if we're keeping that man employed, yeah. But yeah, am I, 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 I going to recommend think, it? No. I don't think we needed it. We did, yeah. I know. We, he could have just been in any... Uh, I Love You Man. Better movie. Better <laughs> marriage uh, movie. Also starring Jason Segel. Yeah. He gets funny lines, though. Um, Jason Segel did have one of my... the One of the funnier lines. I actually wrote it down. Uh, they're in a pool... Two guys, they see Megan Fox, they're both trying to, you know, uh, seduce her. She thinks one's gay because he has a mustache. He says, nope, it's a straight guy's mustache. She asks, what's the difference between a straight and a gay mustache? And Jason Siegel just quietly says, the smell. <laughs> <laughs> that made that made me LOL. I was like, oh, I'm going to write that one down. And is it, he, I like how he's got his car, like, bodies by... Body, bodies by Jason. Body by, he by plays Jason, Jason. yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have a funnier movie to recommend? Or not even funnier, better. We didn't do this last week with Batman. But, uh, yeah, doing the, uh, not this, watch this. Mm. I'm going to say, you know, because I, 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 I didn't think much about it. I was trying to think of, like, what's a good kind of movie that follows this, like, family dynamic of just this. But uh had a hard time thinking of, like, a family movie that's kind of raunchy. So, not a family movie, but a movie in the sense that it's about a family. Uh, so, I'm just going to say I love you, man. Because that has Paul Rudd. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he's, he gets to be more of the, the star of it with Jason Segel. That's a funny movie. I think if uh, if you want a, if you want a little, little throwback... Yeah. I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to keep the Paul Rudd thing. Okay. It's not a family comedy at all. Yeah. It's not raunchy. I'm going to go ahead, you know, kick on a little Clueless. Clueless. He is Alicia Silverstone's brother. Yep. So. Stepbrother. Stepbrother. So, family. Family dynamic. Kick that. That would be the Paul Rudd movie I would suggest instead yeah. of this. And that ties Just into. for, I mean, everyone's seen it, but yeah. it's still pretty good. Watch it again. And that ties into not only this movie, but last week we were talking about teen comedies. Yeah. Clueless, definitely, definitely a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Clueless is funny. Yeah. If you have opinions on This Is 40 or... What happened to Alicia Silverstone? Man, what did happen to Alicia Silverstone? Last thing I remember, she was I read an article, she was feeding her kids like a bird. Yep, that happened. So maybe she's just kind of a weird lady? She's weird, yeah. Nothing out of movies anymore. No, and I don't think Aerosmith is making music videos anymore. Uh, Blast from the Past, was that her last big thing? Uh, Silver Stone. There we go. That has to be a stage name, right? Maybe. Uh, she is recently in a movie called Catfight. That just came out this year. So, um, Good for her. Get back in the check game. Check that out. And she's in a Diary of a Wimpy Kid, the new one coming out. in uh, Oh, actually, May 19th. That's this Friday. That, well, that I was, there goes, I was going to go watch Alien Covenant, but yeah. I guess I'm going to that instead. So she's showing up in things. Kind of... <laughs> Uh, yeah, it seems like a lot of, um, maybe independent things, mm. a lot of, uh, DVD things. May have, like... Not big theatrical May have kind of got out of it to raise a family. Yeah. Too. And, so. you know, we salute that. It's, uh, oh, absolutely. A uh, uh, couple days after Mother's Day, we we applaud uh, all mothers, as, as everyone should. She's in a movie called Who Gets the Dog? 28% around tomato. <laughs> uh... Oh, oh, 
I like that they do this is that they offer what is what what is Alicia Silverstone's highest rated movie? Uh, any guesses? I would say it's Clueless. It is Clueless. What's the Rotten Tomatoes on that? I bet it's not that great. Well, what would you guess? Sixty-eight. 81%. Really? Her second highest rated film is Catfight. This movie that just came out. Uh, 73% on Rotten Tomatoes. Coming back. That's it, She doesn't look to be the star of it because her name's not over the poster. Mm. Oh, no, it is. It stars Sandra O. Oh, uh, Anne Heche, and then Alicia Silverstone. Oh, okay. And then... I know who all three of those men, women are. What a, so it goes Clueless, Catfight, and then her next highest film is Rotten, Blast from the Past, 58%. So, she's got to, you know... Well, maybe she's spinning this game back up. Show up in, like, just a Scorsese's film. <laughs> you know? I don't, know? I don't know. Is it that easy? Can you just show up in one? Just show up in one. Call up Marty? Yeah. Hey, Marty. Be, I'm do a movie. Be Leo's dead wife that shows up in flashbacks. Get that Rotten Tomato score up. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, directors hold that against you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> if you have um, thoughts on This Is 40, if you have Apatomu, if you just want to talk Apatow, we, we'll talk. We'll talk funny people. We'll talk train wreck. Did you see train wreck? He directed that. He wrote. I, I don't. I don't Ooh, think he wrote it. I think he that? directed it. Uh, the blonde comedian. What's oh man? What's her name? Amy Schumer. Oh, uh, and Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Yeah, yeah, I thought that movie was absolute garbage. Yeah, that was. I did watch that. Good. I thought that you movie. Were, I thought that movie was a piece of shit. I I, uh, I hated it. I didn't do his runtimes. His, his movies are long. That's what killed me about that movie. It was so train wreck fucking long. long. And I could cut out a bunch of scenes in that movie too. Yeah, I did not like that. Whatever movie. Whatever just happened. Simple storytelling. You have your main character. It's Amy Schumer. She doesn't believe in settling down, but then she meets Bill Hader. They fall in love. Then something happens. They break up. Then the third act. They get back together. That's your whole movie. I don't need LeBron James showing up. I don't need all I this... I forgot he was in that. I don't need all this extra stuff going oh, on. Oh, yeah, LeBron James is in that. Movies used to be very simple. Yeah. And that's another one. I was like, is LeBron just your buddy? Like, I got no problem with LeBron. I have no problem with, like, athletes showing up and saying funny things. You're like, oh, that was kind of out of character. That's funny. Did he need that... Ba- I mean, is he number three on the call sheet? <laughs> He's a professional basketball player. I don't know if he... He should have been practicing. I don't know if he has the chops. Basketball. He needs one scene, come in, say one fun... He can be the guy. The Bill Hader is a sports surgeon. One scene, LeBron Chung, James comes in, does his like, oh, I'm out of character because I like to watch Downton Abbey. And that's the last we see of LeBron. He has like five scenes in that movie where he just keeps popping up. Like, yeah. But are you like a real actor in this? Are you like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in Enter the Dragon? Like, you're, you just star in this movie. Are you like OJ in Naked Gun? OJ can carry a movie now. <laughs> yeah. You see Towering Inferno? He's great. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, Mike, not a fan of Trainwreck. I think that might have been his last directed something. So, yeah, just get back to the basics, Apatow. Yeah, I Let's think just he, get a I funny he... story going. Directed a few episodes of Love. Okay. I think he directed some Crashing. Oh, yeah. I, I, I bet on those shows that he's... Uh, Episode here or there. Yeah. I think he did the same thing with, like, Early Girls. And, yeah, just... I mean, he's producing on it. I mean, he's a funny guy. I, I don't think... I don't think Ap- Apatow is M. Night Shyamalan, where he's No, gone. man. I'm still a fan. Yeah. And so I he definitely see on these shows how you have, like, funny input yeah. and stuff, but... Uh, I'm still a fan. He's got an eye for comedy. Yeah. 
I just, uh, and that's why I wondered about him. Is like, is he just, I think Schumer wrote uh, with him, because definitely like her story. But uh, yeah, it's just like, is he, not, not preachy is not the right word, but it's like, is he just trying to make too much of a point as opposed to just like having funny things? 40 year old virgin, that was just this guy. He's a virgin, he's 40, hilarity ensues. We're going to keep it a tight 90 minutes. Let's see, watch the unrated. Version. Look, Apatow, hit me up. I got some advice for you. <laughs> or if you want to do a two-hour and thirty-minute podcast movie about m- m- me and Mike, fuck it, we'll sell out. We'll do it. <laughs> you can have all the long-winded scenes you want. I'll do it. Just Mike and I going back for witty banter, looking at the camera like, "You want us to keep going?" Okay. <laughs> uh, so that'll do it for this. Oh, uh, iTunes. Wait, no, not iTunes. Not iTunes, iTunes yet. Uh, Twitter, Facebook. You can interact with the show. DBTG podcast. That is probably where you want to go to get all the episodes. If you got us a movie you want to do, yeah, hit us up. Let us know. Sequel, remake, even in spirit, we'll do it. Uh, so if yeah, if you just want us to do as deep impact because it came out the same year Armageddon, we'll do it. But there has to be enough of you asking for us to do deep impact. <laughs> Five. Five's the number. Uh, yeah, interact with the show on Facebook and Twitter. DBTGpodcast.com. That's all our episodes. We are also on Stitcher, Google Play, and every podcasting app that's not iTunes. So we'll get there sooner or later. So, you know, we don't even care about the iTunes review. We don't need it. We just need you. <laughs> so that'll do it for this week. We'll be back episode... Oh, do we decide what we're doing next week? Oh, no, yeah. No, next week, you want to get a jump start, you can be one of the millions of people who have already seen Guardians of the Galaxy 2. The number one movie in America. Mike and I are going to talk about it. We'll talk about it. Spoiler free. Yeah, yeah. We'll try. We'll keep it spoiler free unless we have to tell you that there's going to be a Guardians 3. I don't know. I, I, haven't, don't seen, I haven't seen it yet. I, yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen, but these damn movies that all... It's probably, it's probably be Guardian of the Galaxy Volume 3 versus Spider-Man. I'd watch that. That'd be, that. that'd be the movie, right? Yeah. Versus Spider-Man divided by the quotient of Marvel Avengers. Yeah. With some Ant-Man on the side. Yeah. And I'm gonna tease this. We're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do a this is forty. We're gonna figure out what Guardians of the Galaxy character we'd like to go see our little side movie with. It's gonna be Drax. You gotta uh, remind me of that. Yeah, yeah. I'll <laughs> remind Mike. Watch the movie and think about which side character you you you'd want to see ninety minutes of. Or two hours and thirty minutes of Aptone. Got his hands on it. <laughs> Uh, so we'll be back next week with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Until then, it's been Don't Be That Guy, a uh, guide to sequel and remix. They don't make them like they used to. This is why everybody hates you, Jill. This kind of shit, ineffective, fucking bullshit hair. And I'm glad your husband died. Because you're a fucking asshole. He probably killed himself.